Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. How many came hungry for the Word today? Amen. Well, I want you to, if you're physically able, grab the Bible in your hand and stand for the reading of the Word of the Lord. Those of you at home, I know it may seem a little strange, but but just because you're at home, I don't want you not honoring the Word of God. If you're physically able, I want you to stand in your homes as well. And I want you to uh, stand as we read the Word of the Lord. Praise God. Well, we're in like Holy, we're in like part 1,000 of Holy Spirit series. And <laughs> I don't know when we're going to get out of it. We, we might not. We might. I don't know. We'll be led by the Holy Ghost. But, but God is blessing the church in a mighty way because uh, people are being taught people are learning and people are receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost hallelujah that's a good place for the church to shout amen and praise the Lord right there so today let's go uh, you know let's go to Luke chapter 3 we're gonna go to Acts chapter 2 and then I'm gonna switch it up Brantley a little bit but if you will be prepared for Joel chapter 2 I just felt that earlier Joel chapter 2 you don't have those notes but praise God blessed are the flexible for they will not be bent out of shape. Amen. So that's my leadership motto around here. Uh, blessed are the flexible. So uh, Luke chapter 3 and uh, verse 15. Now, as the people were in expectation, let's stop there. I could preach for the next hour about people coming to the house of God with expectation. With people coming expecting God to do something supernatural in their life. That we don't just come, we don't come to church like we go to Walmart. We don't go to church like we go to a, to a sporting activity. We don't go to church like we do to the golf course or whatever, or like we go to work. We come to church. Do you realize that in this atmosphere, there is so much anointing present? There's so much anointing present that anything can happen right now for the glory of God. So we don't come to church like we go to other places. We come to church expecting something. I want you to lift one hand and say, in the name of Jesus, it is my expectation for God to move in my life in a supernatural way. And I receive in Jesus' name. All right, we're ready to go on now. Now, as the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not, John answered saying, I indeed baptize you with, with water, but there is one mightier than I, and he is come, or coming after I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out the threshing floor. Let's go over to Acts chapter 2. This is when this began. Now, I want you to know just because it began in Acts 2 don't mean it ended in Acts 2. Just because the Holy Ghost was poured out in Acts 2 don't mean it stopped in Acts 2. He said, in the last days. How many believe we're in the last days? He said, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and day of Pentecost had fully come. They were all one accord in one place. Kind of like we are this morning. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and it sat upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
May the church say amen. amen. Now let's go over to Joel chapter 2. I haven't been reading this passage of scripture, but, but I, I just felt like the, the Holy Spirit was just shouting Joel, uh, the, the book of Joel in my spirit for the last three days. I really feel like that if you begin to read Joel and you begin to read some of the minor prophets, it, it, is a, it is symbolic. I'm not saying that is the time, but symbolic of the time that we're living in right now. Oh, hallelujah. Joel chapter 2 and uh, verse 20, 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And on my men's service and on my maid service, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will pour out my spirit in those days. Hallelujah. And I will show wonders in heaven and in the earth, blood and fire, pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord and it shall come to pass that whoever look at your neighbor and say that means you look at your other neighbor and tell him that means you that whoever shall, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved ah, I give God praise he didn't put any other stipulations with that right there hallelujah that whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance. That's what some folk need today. You need deliverance. Oh, and you're in a good place to get it. As the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. So today I am going to, I'm in part, actually part six of this Holy Spirit series. And uh, man, I can't only speak in tongues. I want to just speak in tongues right now. I just, I'm trying to keep this, amen. Uh, but but, um, but I'm naming this today Supernatural Manifestations of the Spirit. I'm going to answer some questions for some folk today. Supernatural Manifestations of the Spirit. And don't get shocked if, we, if you find yourself being um, sucker punched by the Holy Ghost. He has a way of doing such. Father, here we are. We didn't come, I mean, Lord, we, 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 we're thankful that we get to fellowship with our brothers and sisters. We get to see them. We get to pray for them. We get to, to love on them and hug them and converse with them. And we, we're thankful for that. But God, we didn't come for them. We came for you. We came to encounter you in a special life-changing way. Holy Spirit, my God and my friend, invade this house. Set off like a bomb in this place. And move every resisting wall in opposition. Step over every barrier. Step over every piece of brokenness that people think will keep you out and walk in with your healing and your joy and manifest the presence of Jesus in this house. Now, Lord, whatever you want, I want. 
Whatever you desire is what I desire. So have your way, God. Let your perfect will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Heal people, deliver people, save people, free people, God. Fill them with the Holy Ghost as I preach today, Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for being here. And I welcome you in the name of Jesus. Grant me a prophetic utterance to speak into the hearing of your blessed people that when they leave the house of God, they will know they have not heard from man. They have heard from God. Anoint this place, Holy Spirit, in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Listen, before we go, I I mean, before we start preaching, would you just lift one hand? I sense hearts being healed right now. I'm not talking about physical. I'm not talking about your physical. It might be your physical, but I'm talking about old wounds. In the name of Jesus. For the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for He has anointed me to preach to the poor, mend the broken hearts, the recovery of sight to the blind, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, before we're seated, just lift your hand and say, Holy Spirit. Come on, like you got the Holy Ghost. Say, Holy Spirit, I receive all you have for me today. If there's any opposition, if there's any hindrance, if there's any resistance, I repent of it and I remove it. Move in my life. I am yours and you are mine. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, somebody shout for the Lord. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably say some things today that's probably, um, well, I know it's going to kick some religious devils right up in the teeth. They, there's going to be some religious devils going to have bubble teeth when we're done today. Y'all ever seen bubble teeth? Y'all know that stuff? There's some religious devils going to have bubble teeth when we're done today. Because we're going to bring out of the word of God and we're going to, we're going to bring uh, the supernatural manifestations of the Holy Ghost out of the word of God that's going to absolutely do away with all the religious, denominational, uh, man-made, uh, man, uh, let me say this, humanistic influence on the church. And I'm praying that all that is left is us and the Holy Ghost. Over the past 20 years, there has been a big push in the church. A big push in the church as a whole. Let me say that. I'm talking about all the church, and I'm saying mainly in America, but a big big push in the church of America to to try try and naturally explain the supernatural moving of God. And if it can't be naturally explained, then the church has adopted a mindset, stay with me now, that it must not be God. Let me just say this, many places of worship 
Many places of worship started out with pure intentions and right motivations. They wanted people to approach God and his spirit moving with an open heart. Therefore, they felt, they felt the, the more they could explain God moving in a natural sense, the more people would embrace his spirit and his manifestations. The problem is, is that there was no or very little apostolic oversight and therefore it backfired on the church as a whole. In other words, there were very few apostolic leaders that were present to tell the church, hey, you've gone too far in trying to naturally explain what you have no idea what you're talking about. Therefore, the church as a whole began to move away from God's sovereignty and his supernatural power. And therefore, uh, there, there were very few people to tell the church in your attempt to be relevant in your attempt to be cool, in your attempt not to be spooky or flaky, you have thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Because we have created a culture in the American church today as a whole that is resistant and hostile towards the supernatural moving and the power of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, the church as a whole in America is left with man's power, man's wisdom, and man's ability saying that we serve a supernatural powerful God. Can we talk for a minute today? I'm talking to those of you that are out there watching in Facebook land, YouTube land, wherever you're at. You need to understand that there are some issues and I, I want you to know there are some challenges in the church, but I refuse to throw the baby out with the bath water. I know there's some times where we have some people that act in the flesh and there's some times where things might not be of God and there's some times where things might not be of the Holy Ghost, but you just got to deal with them. I'd rather put a little fire out then try to pour some fire on something wet dead and cold I came to tell you today that God is still moving in the land today God is still moving in his church today and God is ready to do something so supernatural so powerful that cannot be naturally explained but only supernaturally it can only be supernaturally received my God, I think I came to preach way better than y'all came to receive today. But I want a fire that's ready to fall on the church that folk had to be carried out again. I'm talking about an Azusa Street fire. I'm talking about a Brownsville fire. I'm talking about Abundant Life Church fire. I'm talking about something that punches all the doubt, all the religion, all the racism, and all the greed out of the church so that all that remains is his glory oh yeah oh yeah uh, I can remember the day and I'm a young buck don't laugh just I like it you know you, you know I can remember back when folks my age were old I'd be like that joke is old man <laughs> You know, isn't it amazing that people who are 25 years older than you, you say you're old. So like when you're like 50, you're like, man, they old at 75. Anyway, I can remember back. I can remember a day back when we went to church and expected God to move in a way that we could not naturally explain at work that week. I can remember when we used to go to church and we, 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 uh, we had an, an expectation. We were believing for something to happen 
that we could not, listen, even if we tried to explain it, wouldn't nobody believe it? Do you remember those days? Do you still have those days? I can remember coming into the house of God and saying, I don't know what's going to happen here today. But oh Lord, if you'll look down on your servant and let whatever you're doing come right here. Whatever you're doing, don't do it without me, God. I can remember, I can remember as a boy riding home and hearing what God done in the service. Didn't nobody try to naturally explain it, Timothy? How are you going to naturally explain it? My God, the church has embraced a mindset that if it cannot be naturally explained, if it can't be written about in a book, then it must not be God. I told you, I'm going to give the devil bubble teeth before we leave out of here today. 40 years ago, listen, just 40 years back, most of the church as a whole embraced God as being supernatural and having supernatural power. Even some of your traditional denominations that did not believe in the gifts of the Holy Ghost, that did not, did not practice the, Holy, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, even those uh, traditional denominations believed that God was supernatural and that God had supernatural power. Now we have churches that claim to be Pentecostal, have no manifestations of the Holy Ghost, have no manifestations of his power. Well, preacher, that was 40 years ago and things changed. That's the problem right now in America. The church has changed in ways that God has not. Can we talk for a minute? I said the church has changed in ways that God has not. I'm all about changing the methods. I'm all about changing what you've got to change, but I will not change the message. And if God said I can heal, then I know God can heal. And I don't give a rip if it's the coronavirus, the Bud Light virus, the Budweiser plague. I don't care if God says he can do it. I'm going to stand flat-footed and tell America God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what you need is a whole Holy Ghost revival. Glory. That's what I'm talking about. God is not changed in his desire to manifest his gifts to the church. God has not changed in his desire to show up and show out. God has not changed in his desire to heal the sick, to set the captives free, to cast out demons, to speak with new tongues, to manifest his glory, to restore families by his power. No, the church has changed. Not God. Amen. Not God. If you can change God, then I'll, I'll throw this book away and do something else tomorrow. Prove it to me, though. Hallelujah. One man of God said, if God's dead, I want to know who preached his funeral. Who preached his funeral? Who stuck gum flowers on his grave? God's not dead. <laughs> I said, God's not dead. God ain't in heaven afraid of what's going on. God still wants to move. He's just looking for somebody to show himself strong through. The church has changed in ways that God has not. Many justify their actions. We're still in the introduction. Stay with me. Many justify their actions by this comment. Well, we believe in, we believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We just don't worship them. 
well, why ain't the gifts showing up in their church? We believe in the power of God. We just don't worship power of God. Neither do we worship the power of God. We worship God. But why ain't the power showing up in your church? Hallelujah. God is not going to do... Listen, many people have this... Uh, this can we just talk for a minute? <laughs> can we just kind of like come right here, us and you? Me and, you know, I know that's not good English, but, you know, us and you. Many say, well, God ain't going to do something that will make people freak out and that they can't understand. Well, you wouldn't last one day in Jesus' church. No, no, let's get real. Let's get real right quick. And let's find out where the humanism has actually come into the church. You wouldn't last one day in Jesus' church. How are you going to naturally explain a man walking on water? I'm waiting on this explanation. How are you going to naturally explain uh, how are you going to, a man calming a storm? How are you going to naturally explain a man taking five loaves and two fish and feeding thousands? How are you going to naturally explain a man spitting in the dirt, making a mud pie, wiping it on a blind man's eyes and saying, go and wash in the pool of peace and you shall receive your sight. I'm waiting on this America. How are you going to naturally explain? Listen, a man transfiguring right before your eyes. And the two men that came and talked with him are already in heaven. <laughs> How are you going to naturally explain this? It's like Jesus, they're on the way back down. Jesus says, hey, hey, listen, by the way, guys, don't tell nobody about this until I've been raised from dead. They're like, who's going to believe us? Don't worry about me saying nothing. <laughs> There's nobody. Who am I going to tell? Ain't nobody going to believe that we were sitting up there and you transfigured and Moses and Elijah came and talked with us. And then we got, we got boastful and then God spoke out of a cloud. Well, preacher, that was Jesus. He could do things like this. Well, how are you going to naturally explain the people laying handkerchiefs on a man's body, taking them back to sick people, and those people being healed. How are you going to naturally explain a man being in prison, sentenced to die the next day, and an angel walking into the prison, the chains falling off, and he went out of it, and the gate opened all by itself? How are you going to explain, naturally explain, that a man's baptizing an Ethiopian, and when he comes up out of the water, the Holy Ghost catches him up and puts him in a different city? You want to talk about cheap travel? My God, I want, I'm talking about cheap travel. Catch us up, Holy Ghost. And puts him in a different city. How are you going to naturally explain a woman's leg growing out an inch and a half? I'm going to kick some religious devil today. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. 
now stay with me. I'm going to get into some of this other stuff today. I got to hurry. This is a supernatural God doing a supernatural things in the natural realm. And the reason the church has drifted away from it is because it believes the lies of the enemy that said, listen closely, the 21st century Holy Spirit is not the same Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit we read in the Bible. As if God has given us a different Holy Spirit. Oh, that, that made, uh, I'm out there in Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian land right now. Stay with me, guys. We love you. The church has believed a lie that says the Old Testament Holy Spirit is not the same as the New Testament Holy Spirit. And the New Testament Holy Spirit in the first century is not the same Holy Spirit as the 21st century Holy Spirit. If you can prove where God has given a different Holy Spirit, I'll close the book. He may manifest in different ways. He is the same. I need somebody to shout so Facebook land hears it. Tell them he is the same. Come on, say it again. He is the same. He is the same Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Listen, the Holy Spirit that is here with us right now is the same Holy Spirit that was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light and light was. The Holy Spirit that is with us right now is the same Holy Spirit that was present and divided the Red Sea so the children of Israel could walk over on dry land. The Holy Spirit that is with us today right now is the same Holy Spirit that was with Joshua and the children of Israel when it laid the walls of Jericho flat with a shout unto God. I think somebody ought to shout right now unto God and make the walls fall. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit that is with us today right now is the same Holy Spirit that was with David when he ran down into a valley and took a rock and slung it and hit a giant between the eyes and made him die. That same Holy Ghost, same Holy Spirit that is with us today uh, right now was the same Holy Ghost that was with uh, uh, the prophet Elijah up on Mount Carmel when he called fire out of heaven and killed the 450 false prophets. The same Holy Spirit that is with us today is the same Holy Spirit that was with Solomon that gave him wisdom beyond his years, wisdom beyond man, and the wisdom of God. The same Holy Spirit that is with us today called Ezekiel up in a valley that was full of dry bones and had him prophesy. And as he spoke, the bones came to life and the said, The same Holy Spirit that is with us right now is the same Holy Spirit that overshadowed Mary, a virgin, and she became a child and gave birth to the Son of the living God. And the same Holy Spirit that showed up in the upper room is the same Holy Spirit that is with us right now. It ain't no different, Holy Ghost. So if he done all this, why do we resist and become hostile? Because he pushes somebody into a miracle. Why do we become resistant all of a sudden? Because somebody might hit the floor. 
know what you would have said. <laughs> when Mary walked up and says, I ain't known a man, but I got a child in my belly. <laughs> Crucify her. <laughs> what would you have said? What, what would you have done when 120 people came out of an upper room speaking languages they had no knowledge about? Speaking in tongues and their dignified cells falling on the ground. What would you have done? And a few manifestations in the church get you rattled? You believe in a different Holy Ghost. Facebook land, if that rattles you, you believe in a different Holy Ghost. I told you we're going to give the devil bubble teeth. It's the same. Listen, he is the same Holy Spirit. Then why has the church become, as a whole, I'm talking about as a whole now, guys. Why has the church become so resistant, so hostile towards the moving of the Spirit and the, the power of the living God? I'll tell you why. Because the church has given in to humanism and the spirit of Jezebel. So I'm going to... You see, the spirit of Jezebel seeks to manipulate, intimidate, and dominate, and therefore, uh, and therefore control the result of the end, of the end result of the church. Silence the voice of the prophets and raise up a, a, a generation of false prophets that know not the Lord nor the power thereof. This is what's happening as a whole. And for some reason, because we can congregate 10,000 at one place we think God is behind it dear Lord WTW <laughs> so I want to handle a few of these manifestations now let me just say this before we get started I am not going to I'm not going to teach on the manifestations of the gifts of the spirit today that's coming at a different time. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the nine gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, those nine gifts, the Bible calls them manifestations of the Spirit. Okay? I'm going to talk about the things that cause you to go, I don't know if that's real or not. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the stuff you're talking about. Well, it was good until then. Come on, Martha, let's get out of here. I'm going to talk about the stuff that you're like, man, I tell you, I love that place. I love the feeling. I love the preaching. I love the worship. But I just don't know about what goes on at that altar. I want to talk about some of those things. I'm going to handle some very tough topics. But I'm bringing them out of the word. And when we're done today, you have to make your decision whether you believe in the word or not. And that's a decision you have to make. I can't make that for you. So let's talk about numero uno. That's a country way. I'd love to be able to speak in Spanish. I'd love to put my southern slang into a Latino language. And then mix all my words I make up and somehow put them in it too. Hallelujah. I felt the anointing then. Y'all, I'm telling you. <laughs> Number one, let's, let's talk about this. 
the falling down. I can't believe he's actually going to teach on falling down. Or as Pentecostals say, being slain in the spirit. Let's talk about this. I've heard many say that this is not of God. I've heard many say that this is unbiblical. I've heard many say that this is fake. I'm not just talking about him. Listen, before y'all start picking on Baptist and Methodist people, you might need to visit some of them places they call Pentecostal. <laughs> you know, I'm just letting you know. Uh, I've heard many say that this is fake and that it's not right in church. And even good people of God on their way to heaven have said, I don't want anything to do with this. Well, listen, uh, and, and I've even heard people say, Pastor, I love that church, you, you know, you got going on down there. And that's what they say. And uh, you know, I love your church you got going on down there. And uh, I know there's something about to happen when they say down there. They have not, they, they ain't connecting. Anyway, uh, but they say, I love it and I love what I feel, but all that falling out junk you got going on. You know, I just can't deal with that. So before we speak evil of something, now this is all the way across the board, okay? Before you speak evil of something, make sure you're well educated about what you're talking about. You don't want to put your mouth on something that you don't know is God or not. I, I want you to, I, I want, so I'm going to help you there. So just, just say, man, I don't know, I don't know what that is. And I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to learn about it, but I don't want to stick my mouth on something. You know, everybody's willing to put their mouth on something nowadays. Let's just go on from that. Amen. Uh, so I want to, I want to bring this out of the Bible. First Kings chapter eight, verse 11 in the King James, where I brought it into KJV. So some of you wouldn't leave. It ain't the King James. <laughs> I ain't gonna believe it. <laughs> so I brought it in the KJV today. So, so they have consecrated the temple. They have they've done what the Lord is supposed to do, and the Bible says that God showed up. Now watch it. So the priest could not stand to minister. Because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Let me paint a picture for you. The priests are in the temple doing what they do. They're in there ministering unto the Lord. And all of a sudden the glory comes in and they start dropping like flies. They could not stand anymore. Why? Why? Because sometimes God's power, his supernatural power, gets so powerful, so great upon a natural being that you cannot stand under the supernatural power of God anymore. They asked Steve Hill, why do people fall out at your revival? He says, because they can't stand up. The priests are in there. Listen, there are times, people, there are times where God will manifest himself so powerfully on your life that it produces a natural manifestation that you don't know what to do with. And if you got to naturally explain it, and if you have to be able to naturally uh, put it out so that lost people can understand it, it ain't God. For the world receiveth not the Spirit, nor the things of the Spirit, for they can't receive it. For these things are supernatural, or spiritually discerned. 
You're at, you're at your work this week because you got knocked over by the Holy Ghost and spoken tongues for 30 minutes and you go and find the biggest heathen and try to tell them what God done and you are shocked when they sit there and say, ain't none of that junk real. They don't have the spiritual capability to even understand what you're saying. And until the Holy Ghost makes his home in them, they can't even discern it. So stop throwing your pearls before swine. Hallelujah. I, just because the biggest sinner at your work don't agree with what happened in this house does not mean it ain't true. Somebody give the Lord a praise. Let God be true and every man a liar. Pastor actually called them sinners. I did. They're sinners. Mark chapter 9, because somebody said, well, that's Old Testament. Mark chapter 9. Let's go into the New Testament then. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation just because it gives a, a, a better understanding for those of you that may be new to the faith. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. The spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy, watch this, appeared to be dead. What happens when you hit the ground and you don't move? You appear to be dead. Oh, you're telling me Jesus, somebody fell out with Jesus? Sure did. They fell out. He appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as the people said, that ain't biblical. Jesus took him by the hand and helped him up to his feet and he stood up. Here it is in the Bible. We, listen, I'm, I know this is my soapbox today, but we got ministers out here talking about they preaching on the Holy Ghost, but all they're preaching is a natural way of understanding something that ain't supernatural. They're sitting there saying if, 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 if you cannot, if it, if, it, if it is not explainable and it ain't understandable, it ain't God. Well, preacher, you would have an issue in Jesus' church. Oh, you do. John 18, verse 6. These people come to arrest Jesus, right? <laughs> now, when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell on the ground. He said, I am the one you're looking for. They went and fell. He didn't push them. He didn't touch them. How did they fall? The Lord, the Spirit of God. They drew back and fell on the ground. Revelation 117, I'm going to give you four. The Bible says out of mouth of two or three, I figure we'll go one extra. Revelation 117, and when I saw him, John said, when I saw the Lord, I fell at his feet as dead. I melted, man. And he laid his right hand on me saying, do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. These are manifestations of the Spirit of God 
that the church don't want. Why? Because we have gotten so full of ourselves. So full of our own wisdom. I feel the Holy Ghost. So full of our own ability. We have our committees and, our, and our, all that stuff and the Lord ain't even in it. And when he finally does break through everybody and every religious and every angry spirit, every offended spirit and every denominational spirit, he shows up and they kick him out because he's done something they don't like. Oh, it's done got quiet in my Pentecostal church this morning. Somebody give Jesus a hand clap. Hey, come on, come on, come on. Facebook land, put your little clappy hands out there for me. Hallelujah. Let's go to something else. I've got to get off that. Number two, here's one. Dancing before the Lord. Or dancing in the Spirit. I was good with some old-time Pentecostals until I hit that. Let me say this before we get into this one. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people dance in the spirit and I've seen people in the flesh. When someone dances in the spirit, there is a powerful release of freedom that hits the house like nothing else could bring. And when somebody dances in the flesh, I want to go to the bathroom and throw up. It makes me sick and I think it makes the Holy Ghost sick. The difference is, when you dance in the flesh, you want everybody to look at you. <laughs> Here we go now. And when you dance in the spirit, it's because you have been spiritually inspired to honor and exalt God in the midst of others. This is the difference. So we don't need to throw all the people who dance out of the church because somebody snapped, crackled, and popped a little bit. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's get some scripture behind this one. Let's move on. Psalm 30, 11. I, listen, the Bible says, uh, you have turned my mourning into dancing. You have put my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. Hallelujah. That's what some of you need. You need to get in the Holy Ghost and dance for a while. You've been in mourning for too many seasons. Let him turn his mourning into dancing and your slack cough into gladness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 150th Psalm says, praise him with a timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the string instruments and pipe. 2 Samuel 6, 14. And David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. How do they know? Because David got so full of the Holy Ghost, he threw off his outer garment. He threw it off and said, man, this thing, I can't dance with this thing right here. I am, and, and, and so, church, if you read the story, you'll realize there was one person who mocked David. It was his wife. It was his wife. And she thought David was just out there trying to entertain people. 
He said, woman, you don't have a clue what you're talking about. I'm just so glad that the, the, that the, that the uh, ark of the Lord is back in the city of God. I'm just so glad that God didn't kill nobody when we brought it back in this time. I'm just so glad that the presence of the Lord is so powerful in my life that I want to dance before him with all my might. And the Bible says David danced before the ark of the Lord all the way into the city of God. And the mocker became barren. Because if you mock what brings life, then you begin to die because you don't have no life. You can't mock what will bring life to you because you cut yourself off from what you, can need, you need to receive. It's just, like, it's just like, listen, you find a broke person, I promise you, if they have anything to say about the blessings of God, they don't agree with God prospering his children. Why? Listen, you'll never receive from an anointing that you don't agree with. You'll never receive from an anointing that you turn around and talk about. You've got to line, somebody say, line yourself up. You have to line yourself up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need some more dancing before the Lord. I mean, some of you need to get free. If I put some of you in a very traditional church, they'd never know you're from Pentecost church. You have no expression of joy, of worship or praise. Watch this. But if you go on and dance, dance before the Lord. Do it of the Spirit. Don't dance in a way that makes everybody look at you. And by the way, ladies, if you don't have the right attire on, stay in your seat. You'll get a pass from the Holy Ghost today. We don't need you, uh, come on somebody, we don't need you showing everything down here to everybody. It ain't of the Lord. Go put some clothes on and come back and dance and give God some glory and let righteousness prevail. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. If you're going to dance before the Lord, this ain't the day to wear that short skirt. It ain't the day anyway, but if you're going to. Come on, that's everything decent and in order. And it ain't decent if parts of you are flying out. Ladies, y'all still cool with me? Come on, give Jesus a praise. I, I just had to say it. I had to say it. Have the right attire on, my God. And come and dance before the Lord. But I'm telling you, if it's in the flesh, don't do it. And you know the difference. Do it for the Lord and His glory. Hallelujah. I felt somebody get set free on that one right there. Number three, weeping before the Lord. Some people see this as a sign of weakness or a sign of someone not being educated or they're just ignorant. 
Some in the church say, well, they're just emotional. Matter of fact, you hear a lot of religious people say that that church or this church or whatever church they're talking about is just about emotions. Now, let me just say this. Serving God is not just about emotions. If it's all about emotions, the first storm, you're going to fall. Because you're no longer... (laughs) It ain't real happy to walk through some of them storms, is it? So if it's just all about emotions, you're probably going to mess up. But let me just say this. God made us as emotional beings. He made us as emotional beings. I've heard people say, well, I'm just not emotional. Yes, you are. I'll tell you what, let's prove this. Amen. Let me show up at your job for the next two months and take your paycheck from you. Let's see how emotional you begin to get. You're just not emotional about the things of God. You're emotional. Emotions are in there, I promise you. Now look at, look at this, Luke, Luke 7, 38. And she stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with, her hair, with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. Not one time did Jesus tell her, woman, that ain't biblical, stop. Not one time. Joel 2.17, let the priest who minister before the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach that the nations should rule over them. Why? They sh- why, should they, uh, why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? So this is biblical. Let me give you another one. Number four, shaking or trembling before the presence of God. I've watched even Pentecostal people mock and say wrong things about people trembling before the Lord. Shaking under the power of God, trembling under the power of God. I had no idea they was they had no idea they were speaking against something biblical. Daniel 6:26, I make a decree that in all the dominion of my kingdom men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and enduring forever, and his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed and his dominion there will be no end. Isaiah 66:5, hear the word of the Lord you who tremble at his word. Who shake before his word. Hallelujah. Do you know where the word Quaker came from? Quakers were a bunch of Holy Ghost filled people that when the power of God fall on them, they would turn around and shake. And people said they were quaking, so they started calling them Quakers. All throughout the word, when God would hit somebody, when he fell on somebody, they would shake many times and tremble at the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. This is a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. It's biblical. It's in your Bible that you say you believe. Number five, and then I'm done. This one right here. If I hadn't hit you yet, I'm, <laughs> this one right here is about to get you. Holy laughter or laughing in the Spirit. Oh, when this is done and it's of the Lord, There is nothing more beautiful that I know of. When God hits somebody that has been depressed, 
that has been fighting their way out of suicide, that has been on pills for six years, that has had a, cl a dark cloud over them for 10 years, and everything they did, tried to do, they couldn't get out of. And all of a sudden, they break before the Lord. And all of a sudden, God, it's like God takes a 55-gallon drum of joy and pours it on in them and all of a sudden what pours in them all of a sudden laughter begins to come out of them and I don't care you could walk over there and slap them across the face they can't stop laughing acid don't have nothing on this hydroponic ain't got nothing on this People begin to People begin to laugh. Holy laughter hits them. And all of a sudden, the stuff that has been tore up and broken and all the stuff that's been oh so apart and all the stuff that's brought depression begins to get mended and put back together and they don't even know, but all of a sudden they love the people they hated. They can't hate no more. They can't talk about people no more. They're not angry no more. They're not bitter anymore. They're not, they're not trying to hurt people anymore. They just love everybody and they want everybody to love them and love Jesus. And they're just a walking light. All they are is a walking joy box that goes around spreading this joy. My God, this is what some of you need. You need such a touch and an encounter with God that all the poison that the devil put in you begins to spill out of you. And God dumps some joy and some laughter back in your life again, my God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Man, if you just think about your kids. I'm just about done. Stay with me. Just think about your kids. If your kid never laughed, if you never saw your kid smile, you would know something's wrong. Something ain't right. And you would do everything in your power to fix it. Well, some of God's children find themselves in dark places sometimes. They find themselves in broken places. And nothing can get them out of it. Pills can't get them out of it. Churches can't get them out of it. Alcohol can't get them out of it. Taking vengeance can't get them out on it, get them out of it. They're stuck there until a supernatural encounter with God happens. And what if we as a church as a whole, I'm talking to you, America, we take the very thing that was meant for healing and we kick it out because it does not line up with what we feel. Somebody who was supposed to get their healing and somebody who was supposed to be delivered out of their darkness and somebody who was not supposed to be depressed no more and that man who was not supposed to put the pistol in his mouth walks out the same way he came in. Because we said it, 
I can't explain it. Oh, church, let us be, I feel the glory of God hit this house just in. Let us be a people that truly mean when we say, oh God, whatever you want, whatever you have, I want it. Matter of fact, God, I need it. And if I look undignified, oh well. You don't know how long I've been in that cave. You don't know the demons that have been showing up at night tormenting. And you don't know the chains they drag. So why? Listen, if you'll, I don't have time to, I'm out of time, but I don't really have all the time to teach on these things. But if you'll go back on these five manifestations I've just preached on, talked about, each one of them brings something in your life. Each one of them God uses to add to your life. He's not taking nothing from you. He uses them to add to you. What if the church was supposed to be added so much, but we decided, no, Lord. You know what? The man who's, who's saying he's going to give 3,000 a week in tithe don't like people falling down, so I'm going to stop people from falling down. How dare us? How dare us? Why can't we just say, Lord, whatever you want, God, I'm talking about decent in order now. You know what I'm saying. You can lose control and still have order. The Holy Spirit spoke that to me about two weeks ago. He said, son, don't get control and order mixed up. He said, just because you give me control don't mean you lack order. Matter of fact, if you give me control, you have more order. And I am a God that is decent and in order and I move in order. Not in a bunch of junk hallelujah so this morning let's stand I, I, I feel the Lord I don't know maybe you don't sense that anointing hitting this house but I sense an anointing sweeping through this house those of you that are watching I, I, listen I'm telling you right now embrace the manifestations of the Holy Ghost those of you that are going to be water baptized well you know what no the Holy Spirit just check me stop no don't do that thank you Holy Ghost Father today in the name of Jesus let there be manifestations of the Holy Spirit not that are conjured up by flesh oh Lord that is so sickening to the stomach but are received from another world received from heaven by the Holy Spirit oh God we're supposed to be a peculiar people is what you said that means a, a people that are different the world may even call us strange that's okay God I don't really care what they call us they have to call me strangely free strangely saved strangely redeemed father many of your children need 
from you today. Lord, I don't know every need they have, but you do. You know before they even ask. So I'm asking in the name of Jesus for your spirit now to move. I give you praise for this, God. Those of you at home, thank you for watching today. I bless you in the name of the Lord. And if you need prayer for anything, if you need prayer for anything, let us know. We'll pray for you. Just go on there and say, I need prayer. If you're away from God, you need to repent of your sins right now. If you do not repent of your sins, hear me very clearly. If you do not repent, there is no salvation without repentance. Hear me. Repent. Repent and the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord today. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.